What's up? What's up? What is up, you beautiful heart, soul humans with your two most beautiful people in the world, Neil and Zach. What's up, brother? Now I'm feeling like you're the most beautiful person in the world. Look at them fucking with the baby browns. Out. I'm getting a haircut next week, finally. Please don't. <laughs> it's finally going to happen. You're going to do it? Are you going back to like uh, the pompadour? We're going back to, yeah, we're going back to like that kind of pomp slick back. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, we're going back to like, we're going back to reality. 2010. Oh, there goes gravity. Yeah. <laughs> back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. <laughs> oh, there is no gravity because we are defying gravity with our spiritual prowess. Our spiritualness. Yes. Right? Yeah. With our awakening and ascension. Does acid. I can jump. I can jump off this building. <laughs> My dad told me this story of when he was, he used to be a big drinker when he was a younger dude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there. <laughs> He went to school in the Philippines and it was crazy out there back, back in the day. And he's mm-hmm. told me all these stories of all these fights and all these things. Um, and there was one time he got really drunk and they were like on the top of a parking lot and, he, and like, it was a stacked up one. He's probably on like the third or fourth uh, story. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going to fly. <laughs> and he starts walking over to the edge and he's going to oh, jump. God. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. Which is funny if you think of him, like you know him now. He's the most like calm, just sweet old man. You would never think of that. Yeah. Man was a wild child. Yeah, this this <laughs> moral of the story, kids, is don't do drugs. Just say no. <laughs> it's that so crazy. Actually dude, all I mean, just like, whiskey and beer and f- beer. It's like we have alter, it's like we have alter egos or like alternate personalities when we're drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's drunk Zach like? And what's drunk meal like? Drunk, drunk Zach is like um. It's like if you took all of the nice guy filters off of me, I'm not like an asshole, but it's just, I'm like a frat guy. I'm just like very much like I'll fucking bust your balls. I'll make fun of you. I'll go talk to anybody. And like, I just, mm-hmm. I turn all the filters off and I'm just like very, I don't know. I have like a big party personality and a little guy body is basically <laughs> like, it's like how, how it gets packaged up. I'm like fucking frat star and like a little, like a little body. Yeah. What about you? I wasn't a frat too, so that's that's the part of me that exists as well. Yeah. So less like aggressive isn't the right word to describe what, what yours is, but less of whatever that word is. Um, yeah. Very just I mean, I'm also just very, very happy and social and like the life of the party in my own way. Yeah. Uh, there there there's some frat star there too. There's yeah, there's gotta be a little bit. It's like uh it's I don't want to say like aggression that comes out, right? Because it's yeah, not it's like not the right violent, word. right? But it's like uh so I guess social aggressiveness We're just is like kind turning of like, it up. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, saying. I turn yeah. up the volume on like all of the most, uh, I guess like Gemini parts of my personality <laughs> where I get like very socialite, very like, you know, I'll walk up to dudes and like point, like stick my hand in their chest and like start talking to them, and, like poking at them and shit. Yeah. And you know, like walk up to girls and whatever, I'll be dressed like a dad and be like, do you need somebody to walk you down the aisle? And I'll like stick my arm out and like start walking them like through the bar or some shit like that. And I'll just be very rambunctious, you know, dad <laughs> like, you guys had. Yeah, yeah. The dad day we had. Yeah, exactly. No, that's actually a really good way to, to preface it. Cause what, if I think about it, what it was like when, you know, cause I, right now my body does not like alcohol, so I'm not drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I, when I, yeah, drunk, my body doesn't like it either. My fucking, <laughs> <laughs> But your med school student self does because you yeah, know. that that part of me that just wants to fucking cut loose for a little while. Yeah, yeah. but no, I was gonna say I, I am more saggy, which is I'm more I'm a double sag. I am double sag when I am drunk, <laughs> and it's just significantly more. Sag, I guess dude. true to myself. I guess right. This is a little fiery, a little 
free social butterfly, flirty, mm-hmm. Mister show of the party in my own way, but still also in like a Neil way at the in same like a time. like a more calm way. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you have like a very. We were just talking about this uh, once again. We fucking did it again, man. We had like a thirty-five minute conversation before we fucking pressed record, and we we're like, God damn it, man! Why do we keep doing this conversation for this podcast episode? <laughs> so exactly, dude. Every time. Um, but yeah, you have this, like, uh, this calm kind of grounded, rooted confidence, which is a really mm-hmm. soothing. Cause we were talking about you getting into, uh, you know, different, different areas of, of work and career that had more to do with sales, not in like a, a skeezy way or anything, but just right. like, you know, a very like holistic form of, of salesmanship. And I was like, yeah, man, you're really calm and like really confident. And if I were about to make a big purchase, I would want somebody like chill and like steady and very decisive. And like, a, like I would want somebody who was a calm leader to be helping yeah. you make these decisions. Like a common presence in the midst of your like turmoil as you're trying to make this life-changing decision. Yeah, like, like spend, okay, anchor me down, homie, please. Thank you. Spend $300,000 on a house or whatever. Right. Like, and this mm-hmm. dude's like, yeah, I'm like, I think this will be a really good place for you guys. Like, yeah. look at this. Like you said, you wanted this. You said you wanted to have a couple of kids. Like there's space for that here. You know, we're investing in your future and you're just like very like, it's okay. Like, I understand this is a big purchase. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to push you, but like, I also, you know, I want to be the calm person here and remind you of like your intentions, yeah, that kind this of is what you're looking for. This home has this, the other ones, you know, you're sacrificing this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. So just a reminder and okay. I'm having that ready to go. I'm having fucking Lord of the Rings pop in my head. Cause it always does. in like in, <laughs> in the most embarrassing moments, but like where uh, Gandalf is trying to take the ring from Bilbo and he's like, I'm not trying to rob you, Bilbo. I'm trying to help you, right? <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like that moment. You're like, so I'm not trying to steal your fucking money. Yeah. I'm going to be a real estate agent showing up to showings with a big old staff. If you don't show up with the staff in a robe, like I swear to God, my uh, my preceptor right now, his his first name is Bill. Well, his name is Bill Gender, but like mm-hmm. his name is Bill. And I, I was telling a buddy uh, from high school that when I wear my white coat, I like to pretend like I'm Gandalf. Uh, and I was kidding, but like, yeah, it's but kind of do. funny. And so I'm, I'm thinking about walking up to him and being like, look, dude, we're like Gandalf and Bilbo Chima. And like, oh, <laughs> except the heights are reversed. <laughs> He's like six <laughs> foot five or whatever. Uh, That's really I'm funny. trying to rob you, Bilbo. I am trying to help, to help you. you. So anyway, right. so we're, uh, we're, we're real getting real hype right now. We were super like, uh, chilling, chill and low energy. Vibing. And like all of a sudden it's like, we just fucking cranked it up. So spiritually drunk. Boom. Damn, I'm drunk on life, Neilbo. I'm wasted on the woke. What? 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 Throwback. What? <laughs> oh, it's like we shifted a timeline or something. Speaking of. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. It's almost like Neil is amazing at segues. Oh. So I don't know about all of y'all out there, but uh there were but we definitely felt a huge ass timeline shift that happened last Thursday on the 20th. Um we have a handful of friends who felt this as well in like really palpable ways. Uh, for example, a friend who we had who was struggles with like some severe health conditions woke up and she's still sick, but like the severity of her symptoms, are, it's you know, there are a handful of symptoms that no longer even exist in this mm-hmm. person. And the ones that are remaining are like turned down like an order of magnitude and in intensity. So this person who, you know, was concerned for their life is no longer is kind of like, yeah, I actually don't see this being a huge chronic problem for me anymore in the way that I live my life. And, uh, 
I think we've all kind of seen, at least all the people in our core group, our kind of soul group have noticed some significant changes. Yeah. And the things that really had been surfacing over the last few years, it's just like blink of an eye, snap, snap, snap. Everything's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're, chill, we're chilling now. What happened? Yeah, exactly. Like all these uh, things that we've been struggling with. I mean, I know that uh, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast where it's just like, I felt like all these things that were working for me and all these things that I was like on the trajectory for just got like fucking taken away from me right. overnight. And like all the things that I used to do and all the ways that I used to be stopped working, quote unquote, working to get me what I thought I needed. Right. And it's like uh, overnight, like all those things came back. Yeah. So in the midst of that, I'm trying, I'm like actually struggling a little bit to continue to stay on course towards like, <laughs> towards my, you know, the I guess my more spiritual path in the last few years. Yeah, exactly. Right. The, you know, the things that I shifted towards out of necessity. So let's talk a little bit about this timeline shift. Cause I think the visual that you gave with me is really powerful and helpful to understand that. Do you want mm-hmm. to share that a little bit as well? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, I should, I should preface this by saying that it's not my visual. It was, it was told to me by <laughs> this person who initially kind of noticed the shift. So yeah. So the way that this person kind of described the timeline shift to me was like, the one that we're back on right now is like, and once again, this is all her way of understanding what's happening, right? right? You might find different descriptions. You might find people who feel differently about it. And that's totally fine. You know, pick uh, pick what works for you. But that this timeline is the one that we were originally on. Like this is our original main timeline that we planned for in this life, you know, to, to get our lessons done and everything like that. Cause I had asked her like, you know, are we switching timelines because, you know, there are lessons on different timelines that we need to learn. And so these ones hold different lessons and that's why we're shifting around. She was like, actually has nothing to do with that based off Mm -hmm. of her psychic intel. She was like the way that the way that it occurs to me, the way that spirit teaches it to me is like, we're all on a highway, right? Like interstate 80 or something like that, driving through the country. And whenever there's road work or like a catastrophic, you know, and this in, in real terms, a catastrophic, uh, happening that is supposed to occur on the timeline. There's like a detour, like a road detour that goes around the road work. Um, and some of us notice, right. Those of us who were kind of like, know what to expect on that drive. Like, Oh, I'm expecting mm-hmm. this billboard. I'm expecting that mountain, this, 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 and that. And then there are the people who were like, you know, Blair and John Bon Jovi in their car or Erica Badu or whatever the fuck you listen to. And like talking to the people in the, in the passenger seat and, you know, checking their, you know, their makeup or, you know, their mustache and the fucking, mirror and they're just paying attention to what's happening inside the car and they're just following the cars in front of them and they don't really realize that they went on a detour but we use these detours and we circumvent these you know these roadworks or these you know in in other terms like catastrophes on the timeline Mm -hmm. and then circumvent and then come back around them when things are back to normal and she was like in fact to speak to the lessons thing uh it's actually difficult for spirit to like continue to teach you your lessons and the analogy that I came up with for that was almost like if you woke up and uh, the, your teacher called out sick or whatever, and the vice principal's like, fuck, like we, we have to find a substitute today. And it's yeah. like, well, we have to find replacement uh, circumstances to work out these lessons. We have to start like reguiding people to different areas so they can learn their lessons, you know? Yeah. And so it's like the guides are just kind of reconstructing and working with you and your, and your unconscious to like put together the new life path and <laughs> how it all comes back together after that. I love to imagine they're like in a big office, kind of like a, like a wall street pit or whatever. And like yeah. papers flying everywhere and everyone's like running back and forth and phones are ringing and they're like, fuck, like we need to get everybody on track. <laughs> 
it's like we'll you when you go off on the Google timeline. Maps and you take the wrong turn and it's just rerouting, rerouting, <laughs> exactly. rerouting. God damn it. <laughs> Except your guys are fucking crunching an abacus around and yeah. uh, figuring shit out, awesome. trying to call you. And they're like, wow, why don't you ever pick up your fucking spiritual phone? God damn it. <laughs> Leaving you messages. I've been trying to tell you, bro. So open up your channel. We are trying to talk to you. Yeah. Clean the pipes. Yeah. Dude, meditations have been crazy the last few days. They have been mm. deep. And yeah. like the ringing in my ears have been stronger than they've been in a long time. Interesting. Well, yeah. what kinds of experiences have you been having? Like mostly just the ear, like the tinnitus or. Mm-hmm. But it's more like you can, there's a way where like that ringing feels almost like energetic. Or yeah. Where you can feel like, like static electricity yeah. outside your ears. Yeah. But this feels like physical, like right there and you pressed up against me it like it's just so much more sometimes perceptive where i feel like my gods are like hey how you doing little mama i'm like will you fuck off for a second like you could have said this why you call me little mama yeah why you call me little mama you know i'm (laughs) iceberg slim first and foremost (laughs) Uh, Um, they're right there i had a i had a pretty intense meditation last night i was meditating with one of our buddies and uh, i was doing samarpan so i was meditating Mm -hmm. on my crown and uh, I'm also obviously like pra- doing the practices that I discussed in last week's episode, um, you know, provided I should probably go and check and make sure the episodes are still there as I remember them. Actually, <laughs> but, uh, So one of the things that I do when I meditate on crown now is like, I'll envision that my heart like sends roots down through my perineum, through my root into the ground. And like, I get kind of pulled down to the earth through my heart so that I stay like, uh, how do I describe it? Like, I, I integrate these meditations. Otherwise I'll just fucking start floating off in the astral and like mm-hmm. lose my body. And, you know, in some ways that's the point of like doing the crown meditation, yeah. but, uh, but I'm, I'm experimenting with other stuff. So I rooted my heart while I was meditating on crown. And then as I was meditating on crown, I, you know, took a second to, you know, realize that there was an awareness that sits behind me that is, that has an agenda for meditation that is focusing on his crown and rooting his heart and doing all this. And then I turned my awareness back on itself and I became aware of awareness and it it just became consciousness watching Zach meditate on his crown. Mm -hmm. And my body also felt like I was basically up to like my neck or like up to my heart in earth where it felt like my -hmm. whole body became like almost a black hole in terms of density. And I felt like heavy, like I was just being fucking pulled by like three times G force. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, and I could feel my crown. And at the same time, I was also like consciousness. And so it was this intense moment of like, normally where I do crown meditations, I'm like astral as fuck. Gone. Yeah. I'm gone astral as fuck. But this time I was like this really crystal clear awareness of consciousness, watching Zach meditate and also feeling the groundedness and also feeling the open crown. And I just felt like, I just heard like, I just heard like, this is integration or whatever. And I was like, fuck, this is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's cool. I think the diff, like finding your meditation practice and then expanding it into the other ones that exist or it's, it's it's so powerful. Yeah. Like crown was, I needed crown meditation Mm -hmm. all last year and to break into that. And then when I needed to go into my own path, Dude, the levels of depth I found and like, I thought I was going to the void in my crown. When I went to the void through my heart, it was night and day. 
like the deepest levels of just crazy ass shit where it's like I could get to the same place but even deeper by going in and through my body and it was a whole new meditation that I'd never experienced before it was cool yeah it's like uh it, you're getting to the same thing but mm-hmm. it's uh through a different pathway yeah. right so it feels different on the way there and then I mean ultimately like it's like David Data says between love and freedom right because he usually Right. refers to love more as like the feminine and freedom as like the masculine or whatever. And he goes at the highest levels, love and freedom are the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the masculine path to get there and the feminine path to get there are different. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's like, Oh, you can fucking go up into your crown the and direction blast of off it. into the cosmos, yeah. or you can go into your heart or go into your fucking root or whatever it is. And you'll collapse inward into like a quantum state of consciousness. Yeah. And I needed to go through crown first, right? Like the same way if we talk about masculine, feminine, like my story is I needed to go to their feminine first. So I had to go through these other paths to open and awaken mm-hmm. these things before I could come into it my own way, the right way that my body is meant to in this life, the way I'm yeah. connected to spirit, the way I'm connected to energy more innately. Yeah. And that's kind of what this timeline shift was, right? Ha ha Wow. He's an expert. Ladies and gentlemen, talk show host, Neil. I could see you being Boom. a talk show host actually. Nopra, Neil Opra. Nopra. I'm Nopra. Nopra. I'm Nopra. Nopra. I'm Deepak Nopra. Uh, you're oh. <laughs> Deepak Nopra Marcus. Sam. Just to put in some more names in there. Look at you guys. Just keep throwing them on. Yeah. I hope anyone listening actually knows the different names that I put all together right there. If you know all three, please DM me and I'm going to give you a free 15 minute reading because I like you. So, PT. That was. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm so glad that that just happened so spontaneously right there. (laughs) (laughs) I know all three of them. Does that count? (laughs) Well, we're doing 15-minute reading for you right now, homie. (laughs) Hey, oh, there we go. I think it would actually be fun. We should maybe read for each other at some point on... On live? Yeah. On live? On On live stream? On on live? (laughs) (laughs) On God? (laughs) On God. On God, homie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe that's our next episode. We'll do little mini readings for each other. And then get all super woke, wokey together and talk about it and integrate it and woke, talk about all the parts of human things. Wokey bokey. Um, so yeah, what was the, what was your beautiful segue back to the timeline? You had said something really eloquent, you know, you had guided us right back into the the topic. Where became us back in. Nopra. Where you became Nopra. Yeah, before, you, before you became Deepak Nopra, Marcus. Yeah. Um, I have no idea anymore, but so now we're going to talk about... Let's just talk about, you know, let's just talk about what this has felt like for us, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As you can, I mean, I can tell that the energy between us in this episode is different than how we Mm -hmm. normally record. It's, you know, it's it's very interesting to watch our live. It is more alive. It's like more high energy, talkative and all that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. It's how you and I were pre the last like two, three years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Honestly, we feel like but now it's like coming together. Yeah, it's like core character, but like different like character qualities put back into the fold, mm-hmm. right? Like an elevated expression of it, but yeah. the same core components. Yeah, it's uh, this this analogy that I gave to my to one of my friends who's in medical school, and she always, whenever I'm going through some shit, she always brings this back up. She's like, "I'm gonna repeat to you the same <laughs> thing that you told me that I fucking think about all the time," which is like you have this like Batman utility belt full of shit, mm-hmm. full of techniques, right? These things that you got really good at as you were getting older, as you were growing up, um, they were your survival skills and you became an expert at them. Uh, for her, it's like, you know, not like not asking for help, figuring shit out herself, being really stubborn and like right. 
you know, like basically becoming for her in some form, like really masculine. Um, for me, you know, it was like being like chipper and positive and like theatrical and charismatic and all that shit. And, you know, when you, when the universe asks you to put the tool back into the tool belt and use a different one, it's not like it goes away. Like it's there. It's just, you're not in a time of your life or you're not, you know, if you're trying to use the fucking batarang, (laughs) you know, you, you don't need to be fucking, uh, throwing ninja stars at people and you need to like grappling hook off the building, then mm-hmm. your fucking ninja star is not going to help you at all. Use the grappling hook, right? You'll always have these skills that you developed to come back. And it kind of feels like the skills that we used to use are coming back. Yeah. Like we're, the universe is allowing us to use them again. So I can say is like, you know, if we talk about the last few years as the, not a bypass, but us kind of just curving off the road and taking the detour. Mm-hmm. We're coming back to ourselves, but we're coming back, right? In, a, in that self, three years down the road, you're coming back as the elevated version of it. Now you mm-hmm. have all these other skills that you've acquired along the way, but now we can get back to this true version of ourself, except healed up and ready to come forward. And hopefully more balanced. Yeah, more balanced, yeah. more whole, more true. And authentic, more true honestly yeah i can say it's more authentic to your true self it is right it's like instead in, we were i think many of us i mean at least you and i for sure were asked to right. dig into our vulnerabilities because we didn't have the the old skills to lean on anymore it's like well i'll just keep using this fucking crutch as long as i need to use it to avoid pain right yeah we all have that it's human you know it's natural and it was like the universe like detoured us, took that away, or rather that went away. And they were like, well, this is, wasn't really planned, but <laughs> we're going to do it this way anyway. And we developed those skills that are authentic, vulnerable, and unique to us, but that were underdeveloped because they weren't valued as we were growing up. You could explain this astrologically as like growing up in your South Node and then going through your Saturn return, burning off the the past karma and developing your North Node skill sets, right? Um and then always having your South Node skill sets, but having them drastically turned down for a while. So that's kind of what it feels like is uh, bringing your old strengths back into the fold. Yeah. I, for one, am like a little, I think I might have already said this, but I, for one, I'm a little worried that I'm not going to <laughs> stay balanced. I'm, I'm worried that I'm going to fall back into my old patterns a little bit. Yeah. But I think that's, that's the transition itself speaking to, right? And then mm-hmm. it's the part of coming back into this timeline where we feel some of those things that that old self would be thinking, those fears, those worries. Mm-hmm. But when we get to anchor into who we are now, where we are now, we know that we're not going to fall back in. We're just going to find our balance. In the yeah. same way, if we talk about like an activation, right? Like you go through a big spiritual activation. You and I had, we didn't have many of those last year. We didn't at all. We only had like probably 200 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just, 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 you know, light, uh, attunement fever for about yeah. five months straight. No big deal. It wrecked my kidneys and I'm still going through all this work to find health <laughs> from that. But, um, it's like that, right. It's a big swing forward. And that's what, especially the past year, but these last few years I've been, it's the shift forward from all the old. And now we're just finding that rebalance in that pendulum. And mm. so we get to bring now back these old skills that would have gotten in the way of those activations and that swing forward. And we also get to bring back in the integration of the self that we've cultivated over the last few years as well. Mm -hmm. It's just more truly authentic us in all ways. 
but there's yeah. like almost a level of like separation. Like it felt like a boundary or barrier that was existing from like the old self prior to the last few years. And now that has lifted and all of that can kind of come flooding back in and we're just integrating and melting and molding. I feel personally like there are two Zacks living mm-hmm. inside of my body right now. Yeah. You know, now, now that you've said that, that's what it feels like. I mean, there are, in fact, a bunch of unhealed emotional anxieties and wounds from mm-hmm. this original timeline that I dealt with on the other one. Yeah. Or I, I, or at least maybe it was that I got myself to a stable place on the other one. And if anything arose within me, it was usually like with the exception of a day, a tough day here and there, I could easily navigate myself through it, you know, painfully mm-hmm. and be painful, right? It'd be a tough day, but it was what it was. Now I feel like I'm having to catch my old self back up on like yeah. who I am now. I'm like, oh no, 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 bud. Like you grew the fuck up. Like in mm-hmm. the last three years, it's time to, you got to catch up, right? This juvenile shit's not going to cut it anymore. Like, and it's obviously much more gentle than that. Right. But like, yeah. it's like that. And it's like, you don't need to be anxious anymore. You don't need to worry about what people think about you anymore. Like you can share yourself, you can do this, you can do that. And trying to almost like lead him back or not lead, lead him through to where I am now. Right. And this is, you can yeah. feel it like this is Zach from, I guess we'll call it timeline no. B, right? Recent. You can, you can like feel the, the shift and the drop again yeah. versus what I was doing five minutes ago. And it's like, I'm, I'm almost like, it's weird. It's like two mm-hmm. personalities who are the same guy trying to figure out how to fucking cohabitate the same body with these really strong opposing, not opposing desires, but like these really strong, different desires. Yeah. And it's the melding of that all into one. So you can just be one Zach as is. Yeah. But it's almost like, you know, you can look at it as inner child work. It's like the mature self work with the inner child to heal that inner child. So mm-hmm. all of that can be integrated into one single expression as you. Yeah. But I had definitely felt that. I mean, like we can also think of it as like masculine feminine dynamics, right? Like one works with the other to help the other progress and vice versa. And mm-hmm. we find wholeness through that. Yeah. So it's like whenever, and then I think that's too, like if we are catching ourselves or any audience member, anyone listening, catching yourself back in old places and those old thoughts and fears and worries, I've had those come up too. I think it'll be really important, especially over these next few weeks, few months of just anchoring into who you've become, what you've learned and using that to then kind of melt away some of those old thoughts, fears, worries, experiences, to honor them, hear them, but guide that self forward. Mm -hmm. The same way that you guided yourself to where you are now and just in general, right? Like all the same, the same, uh, maybe the same rules don't apply, but all the same techniques can apply. Right. Yeah. Um, except you have even more skill sets now to be able to do that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for me, it's about like reminding myself to slow down. And like reminding myself to take time alone and to like let go, maybe not let go of certain desires as like invalid, right? But to let go of a need for mm-hmm. those desires or like a, a yearning or a reaching for them or something, Yeah, you know, uh, an overextension. Like I felt myself doing it in the last few days of like, some, some old things have been coming back up, some old desires and like, they've been being 
kind of met a little bit by the universe. Like, you know, they're, they're accessible now, whereas they weren't in the past few years. And I feel myself like being drawn towards them and having to remind myself like, no, no, no. Like you need to, you need to stay on course. You need to stay on purpose. You can feel these things. You can give some energy to them. Certainly there's nothing wrong with them, but that this is not going to be your life again. Yeah. Does this serve you now? Yeah. Is this an alignment now? Yeah. Does this actually serve you? Yeah. Or, yeah. And it's like, it's it's almost like the final layers of that healing of these things. Because we've right, addressed so many of these things over the past few years, last mm-hmm. year, recently. And, but it was almost from like a different sense of self. If we talk about this detour, like you were a different person dealing with all this and now you're kind of hopping back into that old self but you're coming back in with all these skills and this knowing and this embodiment of all this stuff and you just get to finally give the last layers of like healing to progress through that yeah yeah it's like uh, i'm seeing almost really like quantum it's cool in it's my mind quantum. yeah i'm like seeing uh two balls of light and they each represent like a fragment of the consciousness that you brought into this incarnation mm-hmm. right and it's like some of it stayed on this timeline, mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't the primary experience. And yeah. then the other went on the detour and now they're kind of coming back. Right. Uh, or maybe the consciousness left and is coming back into the body mind that existed on this timeline. Maybe not like the soul, mm-hmm. you know, stayed, but like the body mind stayed yeah. in some ways. And it's like coming back and like retraining that body mind through this new, this evolved soul or this more evolved version of your soul. Yeah. And I'm like seeing a fusion, like an integration that takes time for fusion. Right. I'm almost seeing it as like, or like guides working with you, right? Like this self from these past few years is almost like, can be seen as a guiding force for you. Mm -hmm. You can work with them the same way you would work with yourself. Yeah. You know, when, when guides or when uh, other people in our soul family or whatever, try to speak to us from the other side, right mm-hmm. there or even like if i do a psychic reading for somebody like if i don't do records if i just align to somebody's field or into their body and then i read for them in that regard you have to align yourself to their uh their frequency like their be it their thought waves or their heart waves or whatever right but there's some coherent electromagnetic frequency uh, or incoherent and you can't mm-hmm. really access them if it's incoherent, but you have to find the gap where there's an accessible right. stream of consciousness to hop in on and f- fuse your energy with, right? And so your guides are doing that when you know they can they can see the fucking thought patterns coming off of your head, and they'll find one that they can slipstream into your thoughts and give you an idea, right? Give you some inspiration. If you have an open channel, you're giving them like having an open channel really just means you're giving them a very easy and conscious opening to give you thoughts, give you information. Uh, it's almost like that's what's happening right now is like, you're coming back into the body. You're coming back into this, this timeline. And there's like that, that interim where the two energies are, are, uh, going into co co-resonance or coherence. Like, uh, end game where they go back in time and then cap runs into old cap. And then he's, he's like, like, that's America's look, ass. he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's more like, yeah, that's America's ass. And it's right, they're kind of just loving each other and like figuring it out. And that's what's mm-hmm. going on. We're kind of just like our, all our aspects of ourselves are coming together and we're loving up on each other, pressing up and figuring it out. 
and moving forward through that. Yeah. And so, right, the old woundings are going to come up along the way naturally, but I think we'll find that the ways that we experience them, the difficulty of the experience will shift from the ways that we had before prior. So let's take, I'm going to be the Neil in this moment here. I'm going to like, let's take it. I'm going to take it out of the theoretical and into the practical. So what shifts internally and externally, Mm -hmm. if you want to get into that, are you noticing in this new shift and how do you now find yourself guiding or leading, captaining your ship to how I'm captaining my America? Yeah, you're captaining your America, doing <laughs> squats ass right here. here. Yeah, I'll fall on America's ass for you. <laughs> I'll fucking claim you, baby. So many different things. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, how do you find yourself steering your ship, or captaining your ship, or leading yourself through to get on path with mm-hmm. these maybe aspects of yourself that are still catching up? The most important thing for me is to let go because the voice that I hold from these last few years is still overpowering and mm-hmm. things are transitioning from that level. Um, my story is Neil prior to these last three years, prior to my Saturn return, prior to my awakening was a people person, but mm-hmm. also very shy and, you know, inward. And there was a lot of self-worth stuff, but he was also very good and very, very good at things, very good at sales, very good with people, and very ambitious. Yeah. Neil in Saturn Return became a monk in the mountains, couldn't handle talking to people, needed to be alone, but also became very powerful and empowered within himself and very confident and da 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 da. And he also developed that. <laughs> and he, yeah, and he da, 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 does a lot. Um, now, you know, the biggest shift is the things that feel like my greater purpose. It was my business and my spirituality over these last few years. That's what I needed to cultivate. It was also my feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it feels like I could, so there's a level of me that could care less for that. But there's a level of me that's also deeply still like holding on to that because that's what I do. That's what I've developed as my identity. That's my purpose. That's my passion. But when I drop in more deeply, it's it's not quite anymore at this point. So as I'm moving forward, it's being conscious of like the way my mind is working and what stories I'm telling myself and what my values are and my identities are and just consciously letting go of that grip. Mm. And keeping myself open to what it is that I'm progressing into, which is at a level, a return of like all these old things of myself, that very ambitious self that can, wants to make a lot of money, that wants to do all these things. Mm-hmm. But it's also coming up in a way that's more embodied, that's more loving, that's more confident, that's more whole, that deeply cares about people. It's the last three years put into that yeah. prior self. It's like the, it's almost like what I'm seeing is all of those things like getting the money and do blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, da, 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 da. There those you are go. all, right, those bro. are all like, <laughs> those are all the appendages or like the limbs of the tree branch or whatever, or the, yeah, whatever. Right. The points on the star. And what you just developed is the core thing. Mm-hmm. So you're like putting the core, the heart back into it where, you know, all of those things are now first of all, filled out and, and like, yeah. you know, they're kind of filled out with your confidence and your, 
whatever, but they're also not selfish anymore where they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, now these things are backed by a greater purpose. Now these things are backed by yeah. a purpose that goes beyond me and all, and all that. Cause before it was a projection of my wounding. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get that money, but trying to prove some worth and trying to prove my worth and all these things. It was if people pay me this much and that means I'm worth this much or whatever. Exactly. Right? Or, yeah. Trying to superficially build my confidence and self-worth. Whereas now mm-hmm. like I hold that and I can come back into these things from a more whole embodied, peaceful, loving sense of self. I can help mm-hmm. more people. I can do more for people along the way. Yeah. Yeah, you developed the skills to get those things earlier in your life. Mm-hmm. And then you took some time developing the the fuck the real reason why you need mm-hmm. to have those skills. And now it's time to blend them both together. Yeah. And what I know too going into this is like a lot of the blocks I had faced before that I probably hadn't had seen, those are no longer in existence because I'm coming in from this more whole sense of self. Mm. So this whole foundation is built. Now it can actually build on top of it. Before it was a weak foundation with just skin and bones, or you know, it was just like a wall. But now yeah. I have this whole foundation and this house built and all the walls, and now I can really build up the inside of it and put the fucking top on. Yeah. And make a dope ass pool in the back. Damn. Damn. And a hot yeah. tub and three yeah, barbecues. A living, a living roof with like plants all over it. Dude. I, that's that. that's what I want for my meditation room. That one a whole sick. living wall and it's just going to be super, super green. And my, of course, my bath and shower room is going to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> just a lot of plants and a lot of life force. God, I'd love that to have like the little, uh, I forgot what they, what they're called, but yeah, just like all the little plants that you would see growing on the side of a wall by a river, you mm-hmm. know, the ones you yeah. see like, you know, yeah. Marin or in Santa Cruz mountains or whatever. I love that. The moss and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Can't freaking wait. So Let's put a freaking roof on this foundation and build it up. (laughs) So what's it been like for you in this integration? Uh, You know, I think the the funny thing about the way that you described that, or the way that you described your old qualities is that they were very fucking similar to what I used to be like, right? I mean, used to be very people person, very rambunctious, very outgoing and high energy, all that kind of stuff. Um, And then the... I guess the Saturn return time or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I'm in Saturn return now. So I guess like the, uh, this whatever timeline has been more of me like cultivating stillness, right? It's been a lot of me learning how to be alone because I didn't know how to be alone. I mean, I grew up as an only child and somehow managed to never be by myself. Right. Like I was always hanging out with a group of people or hanging out with my cousins or whatever, whatever it was. And so I learned how to be alone. I learned how to be more self-efficacious. So I learned how to rely on myself more, how to lead myself more, and to parent and husband these different parts of of my emotional body, right? So uh, basically, I learned how to hold myself and how to know myself beyond the things that my personality adapted to get me, like all the things that I was told growing up, if you don't have these, then you're not going to be respected. If you don't have them and you're not respected, then you're not going to be loved. Right. So I developed a personality to get those things. Um, And I learned how to find love for myself without them. I learned how to uh, lead myself without them, how to value myself without them. And now that I'm coming back, what I'm finding is that 
I'm, I'm a lot more brave in mm-hmm. this timeline uh, and a lot more outgoing, but I'm also a lot more vulnerable. Like I feel yeah. a lot more uh, sensitive emotionally than I did in the other one where I was like, you know, for, for a while when the timeline first shifted, like I did, I felt like I couldn't talk to people anymore. Like I felt like I didn't even know how to talk to people. Right. Um, it was like, what the fuck happened? Like I used to like talk for a living. Like I used to do sales for a living or work mm-hmm. in coffee shops. And like, this was my whole life. What the fuck happened? I feel like I don't even know how to make eye contact with people anymore. Um, and, you know, I kind of like figured out how to just be still be steady, regain my, uh, basically to become like a, like an Oak or like a mountain and like learn, like basically relearn confidence that doesn't come from validation essentially. And then all of a sudden it's like all those skills came back and now I'm, I was just out at a coffee shop just before we were talking and I was just talking to people like randomly. I didn't even second get, I didn't second guess it. I just was like, Oh, that person looks like somebody I want to talk to. I'm just walk up and go talk to them or whatever. Uh, however, I was in that room with all those people and I felt like real sensitive. Like every, there was a bunch of people in the room and I could feel everybody's energy and it was making me like jittery. And I had to like really root. I had to like really breathe into my hips, still myself just to try and hold all of that juice. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess what I'm doing right now is like, I mean, it's a lot of my, my embodiment practices. It's realizing how my body and my nervous system, my body mind responds to uh, energy states and emotional states that I deem uncomfortable. Right. Do I like want to fold in on them? Do I want to collapse? Do I want to get jittery? Do I want to express even more and emote even more because there's too much energy for me to hold still? And then just relaxing into that and just being like, okay, like, instead of responding directly to the energy, let me just hold myself. Let me just like relax my body, open up instead of close down, you know, stay rooted, stay steady and just learning how to like hold it all and expand my awareness to watch it all. Um, Yeah. It's interesting. It's almost like there's more energy and more of myself that's come back in. And now Mm -hmm. I kind of have the framework to be the awareness that watches it. And so I have to keep expanding and keep expanding my ability to hold consciousness, to hold awareness to, in order to basically husband or be the masculine that can hold all of the life energy that's back in me now. You know what I find really interesting, dude? And I think you'll find this too. What's up? What I spoke to was all about my mind and what you spoke to was all about the embodiment. Ah, even though you were like doing hella embodiment. I was all embodiment before and you're working on all the mental before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually funny because like I, yeah, when everything shifted or when the timeline shifted originally and I went to UC Davis and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. it was all about me cultivating my mind and like Mm -hmm. going from a meh subpar student to like a straight A student, getting into medical school, getting a graduate degree and all this shit. And you were like, I'm going straight into my body. And now we're switching back. Yeah. Yeah. And before that, like before the whole detour phase, timeline, whatever thingy, it was, it was me and my mind and personal development and like just in the world and practicality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that makes total sense too. You know, what's interesting. I think I used to kind of finish my thought is like, it feels like uh, I was handicapped. 
like my mm. like my knees got taken out or like that's how i a, feel too actually there's like an anime that i watch called yu yu Hakusho or that i used to watch when i was like a teenager and stuff and at like the the find like the final boss fight in the second season like you know he's like in every anime that boss fight the last like four episodes or whatever and uh you know the the boss like buffs up and he's like getting ready yeah. to just absolutely kill the fucking the main character and the main character like turns out he's been like weighing himself down the whole time he's had like shackles on his power so that he could like train without it like almost like training with weights on and it feels like a bunch of like my life force like energy like a lot of my, my feminine energy was kind of taken from me and i had to learn how to operate at a slower speed mm-hmm. um and like like my brain was slower my you know my social mind was slower like all of these different things and now it's like i've expanded my container to be able to hold more and they're like all right let's give it back and now I have to like fucking hold all that energy again. I'm like, <laughs> shit. All right. Like yeah, I've got man. it all again. That that's exactly it. It felt like I was handicapped from this part of myself. That was like such a gift before. Mm-hmm. And as we move through this recent shift, now it just feels like, you know, the word you use like life force. Like I have some life force again, that wasn't there over these last few years mm-hmm. because I was so forced to slow down. I couldn't have that same amount of energy and life force. Yeah, I'm seeing it very much now too. It's like when I am out around people, my energy picks up so much more. I can really not not absorb, but generate so much energy within myself. Mm -hmm. And I remember before there was moments where like that would happen and I couldn't handle it. It'd just be like, I was almost like spazzing out. It was too much. Whereas I developed a container for that now and I can hold it and it's, but it's also needs to be expressed. Yeah. 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 I remember we talked about this on like episode like maybe four of Woke Wasted, mm-hmm. where it was like we talked about how each of us developed our personalities to like match the demands of our lives. And I was basically mm-hmm. saying like I learned how to ramp my energy up really fucking high and just try and like whatever. I'd be in a group where I'd walk in and like there'd be a group of 20 people and I'd be like, oh, it's like Zach's here, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, okay, like I gotta fucking match this. So I'd mm-hmm. match their energy. And I'd tell a joke to this person and I'd feel the energy in the group lift up and I'd have to lift my energy up again and I'd keep bouncing. And it was almost like every time I ricocheted my energy off of a person, it would amplify. Right. Until it got to a point where like it would just spill over and I couldn't hold it anymore. And now it's like, okay, I need to be better at not, (laughs) you know, fucking just amping it up and like learning how to keep it at a steady, at a steady place. It's, I'm glad we have to dissect this. <laughs> it's a process. Yeah, it's a fucking, it's a process. We're like not even in the middle of, or at the beginning of the process right now. Yeah. It just makes it even more difficult because we just finished up a level of like, we held a level of mastery over ourselves in that phase and that part of our life. And now yep. we're at this part where like, it's a reset and we're kind of just starting fresh again. And so that, that skill set at that high level is, isn't being experienced anymore. And we kind of have to build back up toward that again. Yeah, man. I, I feel like some of that anxiousness, some of that anxiety comes from what you're talking about, which is feeling right. like I'm out of control yeah. of it again. It's like, if you went yeah. through a growth spurt, exactly. like, how the yeah. fuck do I move this body now that it's like, you know, whatever, a foot taller or something like that. Um, it's, uh, it's like, okay, I figured out how to work my personality again. I figured out how to like work my character again. And like, I was becoming very comfortable being like really deep and steady and quiet. And now it's like, okay, now I have like extra fucking energy that, that I need mm-hmm. to, that I need to hush down now. Um, when's it going to shift again? And so yeah. there's like a level of feeling out of control. 
we always talk about like the cup that we have, our internal cup. And every time we go through an expansion or an activation or a shift of some sort, that cup expands, but you're left with less liquid in it. And that's Mm -hmm. your own energy, your life force or whatever, your sense of self. And what I feel like is instead, like we went from little shot glass into like chalice maybe yeah chalice but now we just all hopped into this like big old gallon size (laughs) like jug (laughs) and it's just it's gonna take some time but also there's that jug also is holding more than than in the past too so i feel like there but there's a lot more of a process to get to it yeah yeah you know, I feel like it's almost been the reverse for this or like the reverse thing to the attunement where it's uh-huh. instead of bigger cup, same amount of liquid. So it's less proportionally. Right. I feel like, okay, I developed my cup to a certain level. And then instead of getting an attunement that expands the cup, it's like, oh, here's more liquid. And that's like the mm. you know, universe is just pouring my liquid back into me. And I'm like, I got to fucking expand my cup again because I can't hold all of this. You know, mm-hmm. there's like too much life force, too much vitality to contain it all. So I was like, okay, time to fucking level up my container again, mm, you know, time to yeah. level up my presence and my ability to rest as consciousness so that I can like be, be present with the vitality that lives within me. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's, that's, that's very aligned with your process too. And the Saturn return and everything for you. It's about your cultivation for yourself. Mm. Right. You have to expand your cup now. You have to force these things to allow it to be able to con- be the container that's necessary for this force and energy that you hold. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So you, you felt like your cup got bigger and now you got to fill it up again? I feel like it got bigger, but I feel like it's also carrying a bit more proportionally than, than in the old up levels. Um, hmm. But I know there, there's a lot more to fill along the way too. Yeah. But I also feel like it will feel significantly faster than it ever has. And that's part of, you know, we talked about like what we're feeling in the shift is like a lot of those old just blocks feel like they're gone. And so it feels like the things that I do can actually make an impact. Whereas before it just felt like I was going in circles over and over and over. Mm. Interesting. Especially around my vitality. Like that's a big word for me. It's like vitality, energy, life force. And it feels like rather like before I would just have to fucking pour in and pour in and pour in. And I just like not make much of a dent. Whereas now, you know, I went, I did a workout this morning and I was feeling like garbage and I can feel how immensely much that's shifted things in ways that it probably wouldn't have as much in the past, or at mm. least in the last couple of years. Yeah. Like there, I can feel the noticeable impact of the actions that I take toward myself in alignment with whatever it is I'm supposed to be mm. doing doing yeah <laughs> wow man it's gonna be exciting to see how this all unfolds tbd if, uh, folks if you have uh, if you have any like timeline shift stories that you've noticed in the last like week or so or i guess by the time this drops it'll have been about two weeks you know let us know send us some cool stuff and if you want us to share it like we'd be happy to or we'd be happy to remark on it or talk about it yeah. um, and if you have any questions about how to navigate this or whatever you know we will at least speak to what we've figured out in the last couple of weeks. So, yeah. Um, so we'll continue to keep you guys updated on all of this. You'll let you know, but let us know what you need to know. And we'll give you some love, you know, some big old heart, soul, humanly love. 
And he mainly does this thing where he just kind of shakes and sticks his arms out. He does Daniel bobblehead do every episode. You he guys does can't it. see it. Yeah, but it's like, it's that like, well, I've run out of things to say. I just fucking bob my yep. head back and forth. Bob my head, and my arms start raising up. Yep. <laughs> oh, looks like Jesus came to party. Yeah, my name With is, the same hair too. My name is Christ, and I came to party, dude. Came to rage. I did. I did come to party. I'm ready to party. That's 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 my uh, moving into this new timeline is i'm ready to party yeah but actually yeah. though i think that, yeah, that's I my energy it. i feel it off of you yeah i'm excited for this journey for you i'm ready to rock as my friend's girlfriend likes to say to me <laughs> i thought I you were this. calling me your friend's girlfriend i'm like what no <laughs> nope <laughs> what bro <laughs> i'm totally lost now i told you i'm getting a haircut dude yeah uh, she back. goes like i'll tell her something or i'll like post a picture on instagram and she'll be like i love this journey for you that's <laughs> 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 uh, great you know, the last little thing about Neil and his hair before he loses it. Um, two or three months ago, I started considering, I was like, oh, it's kind of time to chop the hair. But it's not yet. I got to let it grow. But I know it's coming. Like, I'm going to chop it in a few months. And of course, as we hit this timeline shift, Neil letting the beard grow, letting the hair grow. And, you know, the spiritual time is done and it's ready to come back to party. And that means got to clean up the hair and chop it off and get a little more aerodynamic. Yeah, dude. You gotta be able to gotta be able to sprint to this. Uh, I got nothing. I was gonna say something clever. I have nothing. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm gonna be like a shark in the water. Do 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 do. Neely <laughs> shark. Yeah, there Neely we go. Neely shark. Do 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 do. I can definitely see you pumping the hair out and then wearing the the fitted button ups with the tuple the couple buttons on the top unbuttoned. And I was gonna say Neil still does not like buttoned <laughs> button ups. So that that part's yeah. staying. Yeah, it's uh, rough. as possible. Yeah. It's right. Yeah, it's rough. You look fresh in them. I'm a big fan of the buttons. Yeah, Neil. Does you were like shitting them. on me the other day for having buttons. Yeah, you're a psychopath. You kept it all the way to the neck. Yeah, dude, I kept <laughs> the buttons all the way. I looked dapper. My neck swung, can't man. do that though. That's why. Like, I, I, I wear a large, and if I wear a large, the neck will not mm-hmm. button. I yeah, wear XL or a double XL, and then I just look like a whale. So definitely like that when I was a wrestler. Like, I found I found old pictures of myself when I was like 17 and I was the like yoke. captain of the wrestling team and shit. My fucking neck was bigger than my jawline. Like it was just I was just neck, dude, because you gotta like bridge so much. Mm-hmm. I had to get every single button-up shirt I bought tailored mm-hmm. to like fit in my fucking bull neck. Word. And especially because yeah. you and I are like shorter dudes too. So mm-hmm. just shirts don't work. They need to be tailored. Right. I was yeah. a lineman, so it was the same thing going head to head with people. Like my yoke oh, was yeah. a yoke. Yeah, dude. So I buy uh, I buy the Express Men's shirts though, so they got the bigger neck on them if you want to express mm-hmm. sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, yeah. You know, if you want to sponsor us, we're about to pop off and party. So about to pop off like these buttons, dude. About to flex <laughs> up out of this shirt. <laughs> On that note, we love you. Flex hard and go party. Pop off. (laughs) Pop off. Don't jerk pop off. That's gross. Mm -hmm.